Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good morning. Hi. You know what? Can you hear me? Yeah, but hold on because my earbuds are not connected properly. Hold hold on one second. Okay. Okay. I love how um, I got these Beats earbuds and when you turn them on or connect, they play a little electronic music beat in your ear. (laughs) I'm like, well, I need that to know that they're actually on. Yeah, perfect. That way you know they're working. Yeah, how are you? I'm okay. Yes, anything new and exciting? No, I'm just hot as hell constantly and oh my god, I feel like me my too. allergies are going absolutely insane. What <laughs> is happening? I feel like I'm going to melt. Yeah, me too. Like, I had my AC on yesterday from 10 o'clock till 7 o'clock when I went in my bedroom to read. What did you set it to? I fluctuated when I was cooking. I was massively cooking. So it was at 73. But Mm. then when I'm in the living room, I set it to 75 because I'm I'm terrified of my electric bill. Terrified. Yeah, I've been setting mine at like 76 or 77 because my problem is actually that the upstairs will stay nice and cool because the upstairs has like you know obviously shorter ceiling height and Mm -hmm. my kids are always in their room now so it's like they complain that it's too cold but then downstairs when we have the higher ceilings and then in the front room is the vaulted ceiling it's hot as a motherfucker so there's just no pleasing anybody at this point with the temperature of the house I would be pleasing myself and making my kids suffer and telling them to put on a sweater. Oh, no, I tell them that, too. But even (laughs) (laughs) we we have solar and even with our solar panels, I'm like, if I set this thing at like a 74, I'm just going to be running it nonstop. And the weather's so gross that I can't even use my whole house fan because it doesn't get cool at night. I don't feel like that is correct. And then if you really annoying. Add obnoxious neighbors to that list that insist on partying till 1.30 in the morning during the week with their floodlight. You can't even open your windows because you might as well. I'm going to snap. My defense is the heat and the lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to snap. Wait till the full moon and then you could blame it on the moon also. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You could say, oh, it's because she reads all these paranormal books and she identified with a crazed werewolf. Well, that's where the term lunatic came from because the moon, Luna, was driving you crazy. I say pile it all on and something will stick. Well, that's your job because I'm pleading that I don't know what's happening. So in court, (laughs) it's up to you to do that. I'm counting on you. Oh, geez. Okay. No pressure. 
So tell me how your dinner was. It was very good. Thank you. So did you eat the turkey meatballs and everybody else ate the beef meatballs or what? I mean, I threw them all in the same pot, but yes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, <laughs> you that would not eat beef, I killed myself doing a whole separate pot of turkey just for you. And I even told Jeff, this one on top is for Rachel. It's all the turkey meatballs and turkey sauce and the bigger container is for the rest of you it's all beef and pork okay but do you think that he passed any of that information on to me no so as i was dumping everything in one pot i was like hmm, i wonder if there's two containers because oh my god they didn't fit in one or if there's two containers because there's two separate things but of course i'm having the pot like the thought mid pour so sure. i'm like well fuck it's too late now i'll just be careful when i'm eating <laughs> i'm gonna kill him i i mean i still am nursing tomato sauce burns from where i'm leaning over the sink trying to stir your pot of pasta and sauce <laughs> and the tomato sauce is spitting all over my arm it was very good but feel free to murder him that's fine <laughs> So I don't even know if you got a turkey meatball because I don't know if you like them and you better tell me they're better than the crap you buy in the grocery store. I mean, they're much better than what we buy at the grocery store because we can't even find turkey meatballs for literally years at this point. So we haven't even had meatballs in forever. But even if so, you had them every day, mine would be better, right? True. And I did get a turkey one because they did look different. Uh, so I could tell like that, you know, because the beef looks different in color than the turkey. Yeah. And I'm I'm really afraid to even ask this, but <sighs> tell me that what? you thought, yeah, better than the horrible Subway. I did not ask her, but she did say they were really good. And before I blinked, she had already eaten one of the meatballs. So. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I thought all she of did. your ancestors on my side of the family were going to be spinning in their graves all the way back to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Because she's like, no, I like the Subway meatballs better. I'll kill her. <laughs> uh, uncultured swine. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, damn it. Yes, I was thinking as I'm making them, I'm like, I still can't believe you don't have a cheese grater and you use craft grated crappy plastic cheese. I do like a block of cheese. But at the same time, I would just eat the block of cheese. <laughs> well, believe me, your mother does too. <laughs> and I blame your grandfather because he was constantly, when that cheese was out, slicing pieces and handing them to me. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I uh, really hate cleaning a cheese grater. I also hate cleaning a pasta strainer. <laughs> yeah. A cheese grater, you but get a brush. You just get a brush, you run it under the water, you scrape it with the, rub the brush on it, and then you just go ahead and it's done. What do you mean you hate cleaning a cheese grater? That's if you're washing it like immediately. What if you wait a while and then it's like hardened cheese and you gotta like soak it and... Well, what the hell is a while? A week? <laughs> no. I, I don't it know where... It long. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I do the dishes as soon as I'm done eating. The instant I'm done eating. I don't do that. I can't be fucking bothered. You have children. That is what they're for. And they're old enough. You did nothing to train your children properly to serve you. I agree 100%. <laughs> <laughs> then you only have yourself to blame. I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, no, I agree with that as well. And Jeff, even though Jeff will probably be anything, did he like it? Um, I'm sure he did. I was not talking to him last night. So I don't Why? know. Why? We have to. <laughs> 
We have to talk offline. No, it doesn't matter. He's just annoying. I mean, it's been almost 20 years at this point. Like, you know, sometimes they just bother you so much. I got to put myself in my room and just hide from everybody. Oh, I know. The wish to smother them in your sleep (laughs) is overwhelming at times. Another reason I'm better off single. Uh, So uh, we're going to wrap up this book that we were doing last week. Yes. I just realized my freaking laptop wasn't charging. So I just had to plug it in. Yes, we need to do part two. Okay. So we're doing part two of The Hope of a Crow, which is book one of the Red Dead Mayhem series mm-hmm. by where are my notes by T.S. Joyce. Thank you. So we did up through chapter 10. Now we're mm-hmm. starting on chapter 11. That's right. Chapter 11, part two. I even put a note in my notes and put a big highlight so I knew where to start off. Oh my God, that's so scary because I did too. I did gigantic capitalized font in hot pink that says part two, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 11. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Sometimes you need that. Oh my God. I need them all the time. I'm telling you, I don't want to talk about how scary I'm becoming, but. If I'm no longer on this podcast, it's because you've had me committed for lack of a brain. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not her fault, people. It just had to happen and it was coming and I knew it and it's okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to keep this audio forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. You'll use it against me when you're fighting for conservatorship. Um, I do not have that many notes for this second part that we're going to discuss. So uh, we could just keep it brief. Or if you have detailed notes, we could just use some of your notes as well. Of course I have detailed notes because I'm neurotic and we can do both, but there is definitely a part in here that I do want to talk about. I think where we left off, he was buying her clothes and she realized that he is really broken and she can help him and maybe that's what her point of being there oh and before i start i need to apologize to any pretend listeners (laughs) imaginary (laughs) listeners that we have because last week i said that vina was raised by a human mother and a wolf father, which is not true. I was getting that mixed up with the book I was reading at at the time. She was raised by a human mother and a moose father. Dear God, I almost said wolf again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Confirm that, Rachel. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Thank you. That is correct. Her dad was a moose and he used to take her into the forest to do her changes with her and stuff. Okay. So when you say you have a very few notes, does that mean you have no notes or what? No, I have notes. So, okay. So go ahead. So yeah. So we left off, they were on the way to that celebration of life Mm -hmm. and on the way Ramsey took Vina to the store, like you said, got her some clothes. So now they've left the clothing store Mm -hmm. and before they go from there to the celebration of life, he is taking Vina to go see Tenley. This is and, the part I want to talk about. Okay, go ahead. No, you. She. he takes her to what's called two 
Claws territory, and it's wolf. Sh- it's goddamn. What is with me in a wolf obsession? Bear. <laughs> it's a bear. It's a bear shifter territory, and okay. I. I couldn't believe he wanted her to meet Tenley, but he wanted her to see why his crow had chosen Tenley. And, you know, she was wondering why. So she's interested actually to go, correct? Yes. Yeah. And he, in his heart of hearts, wished that he could be a good man who did deserve her, but he thought of her as daylight and he was the night. I, I like that, that line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you liked it too. Yeah. So they end up, they go to this place. They meet somebody called Hairpin Trigger, who's <laughs> a tall, muscle bound, grizzly shifter, and he is the alpha of this clan. Another bear named Warmaker is his second. I guess that he at one point had been trying to make peace with them and was sending them cattle or giving them cattle. And you know, so they, they think that's why he's there, right? But he ends up telling them, I just need to speak to Ten. And Kurt and Ten, Kurt is Ten's mate. They're uh-huh. standing in the barn doorway. And her mate asks her, do you want to speak with Ramsey? Or do you want me to just kill him for trespassing? She's like, um... No, I think I think I can talk to them because she wants to know who's that girl. And she, you know, she cocks her head and she's staring at Vina, who has her arms clutched around him. She was obviously Vina was very nervous and Tenley says or Ramsey says to Ten, "You're safe. Do you want to talk to Vina?" Cuz I know you don't want anything to do with me, but you won't be able to understand me until you talk to her. And Ten asks her, are you Ramsey's girl? And she, Vina says, I wish. She's not mine, though. Mm-hmm. And then they, it's that sad. sad. Isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then her mate asks her, Kurt asks her, are you good? She tells her, yes. Ramsey understood why he was protective of his mate because Ramsey would do anything for Vina. And mm-hmm. he helps her off the back. Ten starts walking into the woods and she tells Ramsey, you know, Vina to follow, tells Ramsey, you too, hurry up. I don't have all day. She explains, Ten explains, this is the first place where Kurt saw my human skin. And she was afraid that he was going to think her human side was ugly. This part I did not really understand because how was Kurt just seeing her human skin? Because Ramsey was the first person to see her shift, wasn't he? I thought so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That confused me too. So I'm glad I wasn't okay. the only one. Okay. She does end up telling them that she's she's going to have a baby now. Um, <laughs> what kind of baby? A little baby squirrel. <laughs> squirrel baby. A squirrel baby. <laughs> she's a squirrel shifter. <laughs> right. And I guess Kurt has a son from a previous mate. And that son's name is Gunner. And she's saying now Gunner's going to have a little brother. And she said, she tells Ramsey, I'm really happy. Don't take that away from me. And I guess at one point, Ten had a machete held to her own chest during the war and said she was going to kill herself if he didn't back off and leave her alone. I think a lot of these characters, so this author has so many books out and a lot of them overlap okay. with characters like this. Um, kind of like Ruby Dixon. So even though we can read this series kind of on its own, if we wanted to know more about these other characters or like 
whatever this incident was, uh-huh. we'd probably have to read the series before this one. She, If you go on her Amazon to look up any of her books, the reading order is on like every book and it's massive. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll check it out. Okay. So um, she asks him, why do I keep seeing your crow? And he tells her, I don't really have a lot of control anymore. And Vina ends up telling her that he comes to me at night now and Ten is really shocked and asks her, are you fixing him? You know, and she says, I would like to, but you know, I don't, I don't know. She's looking for someone that could care for her back. Yeah, she's trying to, but Ramsey says that he's not going to go there with her. So she's like, I'm trying to help him, but there's only so much I can do. Now we get into the part that I really liked. So okay. he, Ramsey ends up saying to Tan, I'm I'm sorry. Tan says it's okay. You know, they're all trying to make peace. And then Venus says, don't you dare apologize. And she turns to Tan. And she goes, Tan, I'm really pissed at you. And Ten is like shocked. And then Vina just keeps going. She goes, I'm pissed off. If you only knew what you threw away, your loss is my gain. And someday I'm going to come back and ask you to go drinking with me. I'm going to buy you a shot and look at pictures of your little baby and be so happy we're all okay. But right now I'm angry. He's breaking. You get that right. You brought out the worst in him. And now I get to watch him spiral. What the fuck is that? And Ramsey's all, woman, if you're going to rampage, rampage, right? He's like, he thinks she's really fucking sexy right now. And she's like, I mean, fuck that. So to answer your question, yes, I'm going to fix him somehow. I'm going to make him like to touch me because right now he flinches when I do because I see him for exactly what he is. And he's hot and sort of nice. And did I mention hot? And... <laughs> And even though he's probably a little bit of a psychopath, he makes me feel safe. And I like that. Vina starts to walk away. She gets to the tree line and she turns around and points a finger at Ten. Ramsey thought she was going to say something really vile to Ten. But instead she yells, and congratulations on your baby. That is great news. <laughs> she just walks away. And, you know, she jerks a glance to Ramsey and says, now get on the motorcycle. And he's like, what the <laughs> fuck and ten says i think she could be a biter <laughs> and she also says i like her and he says i do too and he followed behind what he calls the sexy little ball of fury <laughs> i love that whole interaction it was hilarious i loved how she was like i'm gonna go off on you but then i'm a nice person so yeah. i'm not going to like be too pissed off at you so yes. she was like insulting her but congratulating her at the same so i'm like laughing but also like proud of her at the same time it's so Me perfect too. for her character yeah i was really proud of her yeah yeah and vina feels like she is you know we're in the next chapter and vina feels like she needs to change into her moose because she's so furious right now but her moose she knows would turn into an eight foot tall war machine and so she doesn't want to stomp all over people so she decides not to right well, they have to go to that celebration of life. So she wants to change for herself. Mm -hmm. She really wants to be there for Ramsey. So she's going to wait. So they finally make it to the celebration of life. The mood was really tense. And the guys are giving Ramsey all sorts of shit because they're still pissed off at him. Yeah. But then also the crow chasers are giving Vina shit. Yeah. And like insulting her. So I'm like, oh my God, they're having like the worst 
first date ever. They go from like this tense thing with Tenley to the celebration of life where they get Ramsey's getting shit from the crows. Venus getting shit from the crow. I'm like, the whole thing is just bad. It's like two chapters of like tension. I really liked before they go in there. I I love this part. It was hot. So they're starting to walk in there and he grabs the back of her hair to bring her closer to him. And when she's right up in his face, he growls at her. If anyone in here lays a hand on you, tell me and I'll deal with them. And she's like, well, maybe I'll find my real mate tonight. And all of a sudden his eyes go all black. And he's Mm -hmm. like, no, you won't. And it's best you don't joke with me. And she throws it in his face. I thought we were just friends as he starts (laughs) to walk away. And he goes, go ahead and test that theory, Vina, and we'll see whose face I smash tonight. And she's smiling and she thinks possessive man, that's what she needed. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, that was pretty good. And he yells when they walk in, that's mine. She's under my protection. Everyone else fuck off. (laughs) i'm like i'm loving this yeah didn't you think that part was hot what did you think yeah yes i didn't make a note about it but yes at the time Mm -hmm. i was like part of me was like this is hot but then the other part of me was like how fucking dare he because he's the one that wants to be friends with her and he's like denying what they could have but then the other part of me was like good thing he's sort of coming to his senses but yeah it was good well i think to myself oh my stupid computer's asking me to do a security check it's like will you just fuck off and leave me alone i'm in charge (laughs) of you stupid computer you're not in charge of me okay go ahead (laughs) okay my next note is that all the tension at the celebration of life makes both of them horny. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm in uh, chapter 13 where they have sex and they talk. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. I was really glad when they finally, finally did it. Because mm-hmm. that was hot too. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, like I said, my notes are sparse. So I don't have anything else about that. Uh, the next note I have is that she wakes up in the middle of the night for, in chapter 14. She wakes up in the middle of the night and she sees Ramsey flying off from the, I think it was his room in the clubhouse, right? That they were in. Oh God, I'm trying to get to chapter 14. Yeah, he's the he's in crow form and he's sitting on the windowsill staring at her after they had sex. So, and he makes her while they're having sex, going back a little bit, he, he says to her, say you're mine. Ugh. I'm like, oh, fuck. This part was good. Yeah. When they were having sex, he says, I once heard someone saying, the beating of your heart matters more than the beating of mine. I can't get it out of my head. I think that's what love is supposed to be like. Stunned, Vina pressed her lips right over his heartbeat. She knew exactly what he meant. Someday, say it back to me, okay? Oh, she was saying that to him. Sorry. Yeah. Say what he says. And she says, say you're mine too. Hmm. I highlighted that too. But so then she wakes up. He's in his crow form in the windowsill. And she's trying to ask him, are you okay? And then she asks him, stay with me. Yeah, but you got to remember when he switches to crow form, he doesn't know what's going on. Remember the sleepwalking thing? No, I remember. But she's worried. This scene like killed me because he's in his crow form. And so she's thinking his crow is going to leave and go visit 10. So that's why she's trying to plead with him to stay with her. Even though he's been visiting her the 
a couple times at her house, but she still thinks after all of this, he's going to go visit Tenley. And well, so right. he, he disappears. He flies off, of course. Mm-hmm. And then it says five minutes was all she dared to wait in yeah. his bed before she got up, tears burning her eyes and dressed in her jeans and one of Ramsey's t-shirts since her blouse was in shreds because he ripped it off of her. Yeah. <laughs> It says the walk of shame was awful. Quick aside, we don't do walk of shame, ladies. We do stride of pride. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Amen to that. But it says the walk of shame was awful. It was worse because she thought sleeping with Ram was bigger than it actually was. She'd been tricked. God, she was a fool. Mm. And then, of course, Ethan was there and he just says, I told you because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And she, she hates him and says, bye, Ethan. So she ends up leaving and going back to her house. But then when she gets to her house, there's a crow waiting on her porch. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. I love it so much. Oh, thank God he was there. I was so upset with him. Yeah. So then the next chapter is actually in Ramsey's point of view as the crow. So it's like the crow's point of view. I like those. And she thinks when she sees him, Ramsey was two beings, a crow and a man, just like she was a woman and a moose. But for Mm -hmm. him, the man and the animal were completely separate. Two different personalities, two different creatures altogether. And she had to win them both. So chapter 15 is basically her trying to win over the crow. The crow thinks on his flight, he was thinking about uh, something that changed everything. And he thinks he and Ram hadn't chosen 10. Only he had. Ram was just along for the ride. Yeah, because there is a separation between he and his animal. Yeah, so I think he finally, the crow, finally realizes that it's not good for him to be so obsessed with Tenley because he's hurting his human half. And that Tenley might have been good for him, Mm-hmm. But it's not good for Ramsey. And right. then, oh, this is when we find out about Vina doing those uh, things with her dad, right? Yeah, and I thought this was really weird. Her dad takes her into the woods while they're both in moose form. Not wolf form. Moose form, people. <laughs> yes. And he's walking away from her and she smells a bear. And her father says, don't be scared. But we're we're being hunted. And she knew she was going to be the target because she was the smaller of the two. And her father let the bear attack her. I think that Vina felt weak in mm. her shifter form because she didn't think that a moose was a powerful animal. So the this was the dad's way of teaching her a lesson to be unafraid of anything because she was afraid of that bear and she did end up getting hurt. But then the dad ended up fucking that bear up. Yeah, my <laughs> right? God. Yes. He's just, and he, he, he beats the crap with his hooves. <laughs> He stomped the life out of that predator. And I realized in that moment that the bear hadn't been hunting us at all. My dad had been hunting it. Yeah. He was showing me what I would be capable of. He was giving me pride in my animal and showing me that I could protect myself. So it was like a very important life lesson for her. And I had to laugh because she's talking about her mom too. Her mom would go with him. And I just picture her mom like laying out this picnic blanket because she would wait. (laughs) Opening her thermos of coffee. Right? She would wait. She'd wait for them. She would wait all night. So that way when they came back. 
and shifted back into the human form, they would have like a breakfast picnic and <laughs> as humans. Yeah, and I think she's telling the crow all of this information. Yes. And so the crow finally starts staring at her and thinks he that she's a beautiful girl and she reaches over and he lets her pet his back okay this part let me i'm gonna read this part okay she reached over and brushed her fingertips down his back voluntarily she touched him and it felt so good venus smile was easy it was just for him she'd shared a part of herself and then looked at him like nothing else mattered and her willing touch. Because that was a big thing with the Tenley. Tenley didn't like to touch Ramsey. Well, Tenley didn't like him. Of course she doesn't yeah. want to touch him. Yeah. You can blame so her. So then the chapter ends with the crow thinking, okay, Ram, okay. Oh, yeah, I love that. I know. So, so even the finally. crow is swooning for Vina. Yes. So she, she was successful in winning over the crow, just like she won over the man. Mm-hmm. So it's the next morning and Ramsey brings her coffee. And when he comes in the house, he calls her babe. Mm-hmm. And this was super cute because, uh, wait, where is it? Darn it. Sorry, I wasn't at the right part in my notes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, he walks in. She's showering and listening to Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> he just calls out babe. And then he even, like, thinks, like, oh, God, did I just call her babe? And she says, Ramsey, did you just call me babe? And he says, apparently that's where we are in this relationship now. And she responds, <laughs> friends who have naked parties and call each other babe. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he just walks into the bathroom. Yeah. So and she's she, a man in love. He's on a mission. Oh my gosh. And she's freaking out because she's like, her face is not washed. And he says that she looks like a disheveled raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> so but he says, you know, you're the cutest raccoon I've ever encountered. Yeah. And then of course he, he, he says, says her, like, I would do all sorts of things to you in the shower. Right. He says, how long do you have before you have to go to work? And she says, I got 45 minutes. He says, I was going to try to keep off you this morning, but fuck it. Come here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and before she knows it, He's inside her and it's ecstasy. And he's thinking his perfect girl. Mm-hmm. Clean girl and I get to make you dirty again. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then he feeds her, which, you know, this is great. Feed me and have your way with me. She goes off to work, right? Right. She goes off to work. They're going to have a date night, I guess. Yes. They're supposed to have date night. She makes cupcakes for the guys in the motorcycle club, which is hilarious. Um, but so she's like shows up at the uh, motorcycle club and she's got like boxes of cupcakes, but she's trying to walk up and there's reporters everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then, okay, so my note just says a fight breaks out, but I don't rem- I didn't write down who was fighting. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Remember? So the- Yes. So. We talked about Mama Crow last time. She tells Vina what's going on. The news people are all over her and says, are you acquainted with Ramsey Hunt? Are you pledged to the Alpha? And she's trying to get inside. And then she finally says, get the fuck out of my way before I stomp you into oblivion. I said I have no comment. You know, and they end up finally walking inside and Mm -hmm. they're fighting because they found little didn't they 
find they find these little black contraptions no bigger than marbles. They're like, oh, what are yeah, they? Ravina, and she's yeah. all anal beads. <laughs> and yeah, they're they like, were the bug. Yes, somebody so was they have bugging a, the clubhouse. That's right. Yeah, so they found one in Ramsey's room. One was in the meeting room. One was under the pool table. And she's like, "Wait a minute! You think I did this? Where would I even get those?" Okay, so it the clan. I think the clan starts to freak out because of that, and the reporters. Yeah. So they the, tell the clan is going after Ramsey, right? Yeah, they tell they say okay. either she fucking goes or we do. I'm not saying right. the clubhouse and she's dangerous. And it was Ethan saying that. Yeah, because uh, Ethan's uh, an asshole and he's Ethan is the second to Ramsey in the clan and he's fighting with him constantly because Ramsey going insane is also making Ethan get even more fucked in the head than he already is. Well, that's what I was going to say. It is the Ethan, but Ethan is starting to lose it too because Ramsey was losing mm-hmm. it, right? Because yeah. he's connected. He has a bond with all of the crows in the uh, clan. So anyway, they don't know why the shifters, the shifters are apparently being exposed to humans and that's why all the news people were there. They're trying to film what's happening in the clubhouse and they are saying on the news about the boys having rap sheets. And how they're a menace in to society, to human society. Venus looks at Mama Crow and says, I don't know what to do. And she goes, go up to Ramsey's room and don't come out and just stay there. No matter what happens, the shit's going to hit the fan. And she can feel her animal getting more and more freaked out. and Because she's thinking he's going to get hurt because of her. And he was going to lose his clan. And she could see Ramsey. He was throwing punches you know they they shift into crow form and fight too so he's not only getting hit with punches but his face is getting cut up by talons it sounds really cool their fight scenes because they can go from crow to human really fast yeah so they'll be fighting in both forms Mm -hmm. like pretty much the whole time back and forth so it's really cool and pretty descriptive how it's the fight scene is happening yeah so then it says she had her orders from mama crow but for the life of her vena couldn't take a single step towards the stairs and the moose in her was no coward and her person was bleeding she hears mama crow screaming for them to stop and ramsey's just his neck's getting cut up his back's getting cut up and they were supposed to be bound to him they, were, they had all pledged their allegiance to the King of Crows. Yeah, I want to read this part where she starts to lose it to her moose. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> She's freaking out because of the fighting. So she thinks dad had taught her to be a hunter, to protect the people she loved. And she loved Ramsey. Loved him. Love him. His entire clan needed to back away where she would paint the floors with their gore. Mm. And then she thinks about how she's losing the fight against her animal. And the animal ripped out of her cell by cell until her human skin was nothing. And her tough furred hide created her new shape. Her eight foot tall shape because dad had passed some gnarly genetics to his only (laughs) child. He'd made a monster moose just like himself. And sure, she didn't have his antlers, but she was every bit as powerful. And all these crows hurting her mate were so utterly and uncompromisingly fucked. Yeah. And then she literally stomps most of them into oblivion. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. And, you know, he, Ramsey's looking at her 
saying she's beautiful. She was afraid he mm -hmm. was going to look at her moose in disgust, but he didn't. No, and she can't even talk because she like can't get out of her moose form, but Ramsey's in his <laughs> healing form. Can you imagine? I, I could just see the visual. <laughs> yeah, and so he tells people like, uh, get in the bar, um, and she's freaking out that he's going to leave her, but all he says is he goes, my name is Ramsey Hunt. This is my mate, Vina Marsh. We will conduct interviews in three days' time at the community center in Darby if you give us space and give us peace enough to clean up our home. She just looks at him like, oh my God, did he really do that? Yeah. And she was stunned into stillness over what he'd just done. Ramsey had just told the entire world that she was his mate. Ah, love yeah. it. <laughs> Swoon City. Mm -hmm. Then the next chapter is his. It opens with him thinking she was beautiful. Yeah. And my only note for this chapter was who knew a moose was so sexy? He's obsessed. <laughs> yes. oh my god oh and yeah she could feel it she's like as soon as he had taken his focus off of ethan and laid eyes on her something had changed in him his crow it says had uh, had uh really seen her she was graceful lethal pure power protecting him because he could see exactly what she was doing mm -hmm. and at one point in this chapter it says she'd given him hope and he would repay her by giving her the devotion of a crow. Mm -hmm. oh, Finally. Love it. I do love it. Real quick before we talk about the last chapter, I wanted to point out what the cupcakes were she was bringing to the motorcycle club. Okay. The cupcakes were chocolate with chocolate frosting and chocolate sprinkles. Crow cupcakes for the guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dark because the crows are so dark. Yeah. So I love funny. Days. Yeah. She's adorable. And I love so, this part where he thinks this woman was really a true ride or die. Mm -hmm. I love that. Go ahead. So the last chapter, it's kind of like an epilogue almost. He takes mm -hmm. her to a secret spot so that they can now reenact the memories she had from childhood with her family. He takes her to the spot so that she can change. And he's now going to wait for her with the picnic baskets. So sweet. Super sweet. And I think the book ends with them saying, I love you, right? Or I'm yours. Mm -hmm. Oh, the yeah. home was, she's thinking home was Ramsey because she had left her home to come to this town. So she thinks home wasn't a place at all. It wasn't a city or her duplex right. or her job or the clubhouse. Home was an unbreakable bond her mate had built with her. It was feeling completely secure in the person she was with. It was feeling safe to be her exact self and be loved despite her faults love that line yeah me too it was finding happiness and then it ends with her thinking home was ramsey mm -hmm. love it yeah i love it too so gee i wonder what you thought of this book uh absolutely hated it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i really liked this book i liked the characters i thought they were Kind of like a grumpy sunshine mix of characters. Right. I thought Vina was super funny. And I've already read the two books after this in the series. So. Oh my God. I did too. They're so good. And they're so short. I think this book was only 234 pages long. So they're short, sexy, good characters, um, good action. Mm -hmm. And like... 
and they're all on KU, so like you can't go wrong. Yeah, I now I'm up to the one that's the Redemption of a Wolf. Oh, I need to read that one. Yeah, I I haven't started it because I have, like I said, I I'm doing too many books at once. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I wanted to finish that Ruby Dixon about the Mathis and Helen. And okay, the book but was, it was long. So right. for this book, I'd probably give it like five wet panties. What would you give this book? I would give it four wet panties. Okay. Because I don't give five. But I really, really like this book. It's of the three that I've read. This actually was my favorite so far. Okay. But there's a lot of books in this series. And I'm going to keep reading it. And I'm glad I found yet another author. And something else to read about. Yeah, if you go on the Amazon page, it will tell you the whole reading order. Yeah, I always um, do that. For all her stuff. So I had started reading her stuff like from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think that series is called Saw Bears. And so I, I think I read like five books from the beginning. And then I didn't read anything until we read this. So <laughs> I have a lot oh. of making trying to do. So Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, it's endless, the number of books to read. And the, the list of books I want to read is endless, too. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what to tell you. So is there I, anything I, else you wanted to say about this book in particular? Or... Other I just highly recommend it. it. I love the way she wrote the characters. You know, when I first was reading about Vina, I thought she was going to be a little too opposite of Ramsey, but it turns out it's exactly what Ramsey needs to pull him back. And she's just, her personality is great. I just loved her. So that's a good point. I think that Vina is like the sunshine to his grumpy, mm -hmm. and it could be too much but because Vina's moose was also yeah like oh like overly protective grumpy mm -hmm. moose animal mm -hmm. that helps yes yeah I think that made the balance otherwise it would have been too much yeah I agree so yeah I read this one the next two I'll, I'm sure I'll read the redemption for the wolf one Mm -hmm. And what did I read? I've read a lot since we did this because we did it in two parts. Yeah. And then remember I said I didn't read anything. Well, I blew through this whole series. <laughs> then I read the book that I'm going to talk about for the next time, next future episode. And right now I'm reading an Alessa Thorne book that oh. just came out called Elf Shot. It's I think it's book seven in the Fae Universe series that she has. Yeah, there's I've like been waiting for this book to come out. So I'm very excited. There's way too many books that I want to read. And that can present a problem. <laughs> because, because there's other things I want to do. But you know what? With the weather being as awful as it's been and too hot to do, really do anything else, I've just been embroidering and reading. I'm going to start embroidering too. I have some hoops that I haven't done and so I think I'm going to start doing that again mm -hmm. and listening to audiobooks because oh my I was God. doing, I was doing the gem arts. Yeah. Remember I was yes. kind of like paint by number, but with gems, super mm -hmm. easy, mindless mm -hmm. thing to do with the uh, audiobooks. But I think I'm going to start embroidering again while I listen to audiobooks. Well, that's what I was doing. And I was really, I'm, I am really hooked on that. What's her name? Lisa Kleypas series. Mm -hmm. But I have to tell you a common thread through those last few I've been reading. And even the Ruby Dixon book I was reading about Mathis and Helen. In every one of those books, the women have are virgins, okay? And I yeah. get it in the Victorian period 
books because women were, but none of these women stay virgins, (laughs) which cracks me up. They all have sex before they're married with the person Mm -hmm. they're in love with. The women in a couple of these books and listening to the audiobooks have, you know, once they have sex with the person they're in love with, they're like, I I enjoyed that. It was great. I want to do it again. And the man just kind of pats them on the arm and says, oh, sweetheart, you're too sore. It would be too much for you. And I thought, if I want to get fucked multiple times, dude, you should just be jumping on it. Don't tell me (laughs) I'm too sore or, you know, you're setting the pace. And in a couple of them, they... The woman is like, I'm going to, I'm going to come. And he's like, no, you have to Mm. wait. And it's like, that so aggravates me and nothing is more of a turnoff to me. Don't fucking tell me when I'm going to climax. Yeah, I know you don't like that part. Well, and it's like, if they're a virgin, do they even know what it's like to have an orgasm? Like, (laughs) maybe, maybe not. But yeah, I don't like after they're like, yeah, after the first one, then they do know. But then, you know, they're giving blowjobs. And I'm like, did women even give blowjobs back then? Did how the French did? Oh, the French (laughs) did. But these people are English. But it was like a skill that like the French women did. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <sighs> I don't know. I, yeah, now I'm on, what am I reading right now? Don't Wake the Dead. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a book by C.C. Wood for the Art. Oh, is that the C.C. Wood book? Mm-hmm. I love her. I've read a ton of her books and kind of forgot about her for some reason. And then I realized I had downloaded one of her books in the blood and bone series and I hadn't read it. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought I finished that series. And that's when I found all these other books by her. So yeah. So now I'm going to read that. So are you going next or am I going next? Well, since you've already finished the book, I think you should go next. Okay. So what we're going to do is next episode, I'm going to talk about a book that I read that you haven't read. And it's kind of similar to what we've done in the anthologies, if anybody's listened to those episodes. So the book I'm going to talk about next week is Blood Sector by Lexi Foss. And then I guess the week after is when you'll talk about the C.C. Wood book. Wait a minute. What? Is that what you're reading? That's what I'm going to do for my uh, thing. Yeah. I thought you were going to do the book that I didn't finish. The Longing of the Lone Wolf. No, I'm not doing that. That book was over 400 pages long. That would take me way too long to talk about. And if you already don't like that book, I don't want to talk about it because you didn't like it. Okay. So then are you reading another book that's on our list? Because if you are, I don't even know if I like that book. I hadn't started it. Or is this just a book you pulled out of the air? Yes, it's just a book I pulled out of the ether. Perfect. I love the ether. This book came out last week and like the day that it came out, I downloaded it because I really like this author. So just like the Alessa Thorne book just got released a couple days ago. I saw it happen to see it on her Instagram Mm -hmm. that she did a surprise early release. I was like, fuck yes. I ran a Kindle and downloaded (laughs) it. Yeah, I really like her too. Yeah, so I'm reading that and then I'll probably finish that today. And then I'll maybe I'll do that redemp- Redemption of a Wolf, I think is what it's called. The fourth well, book in this series. I think before, yeah, we need to talk again about what the book after these books are, is going to be. So that yeah. you're not reading a book by yourself and reviewing it if it's a book I want to read. Because I want to read it. And you know me. If I hear anything about it, I won't read it. Well, I'm not reading anything off of our list. Yeah, but there are more. Like this 
the redemption of a wolf isn't on our list and i want to read that okay but we have <laughs> we have five more books on our list that we need to be doing oh my god only five good god yeah no, we're no, gonna I'm have kidding. to meet up soon and make a whole new list any excuse to go to starbucks i'm on it <laughs> and we'll bring some of our cards dump them oh yeah our business cards yeah i like it i'm like where am i gonna leave these cards the freaking senior center i mean i don't go anyplace <laughs> that is happening you know where am i gonna leave them at my garden club meeting or the average age there is 65 so you have the opposite problem i have because last weekend i took my youngest to her volleyball practice so i was in the community center uh -huh. and i was like looking around i was like oh i could leave a couple cards here and then i was like this thing is like overrun with children i probably shouldn't leave cards <gasps> here for this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not oh, our yeah. target demographic right yes we need to find places <laughs> oh you know what i think we're just gonna have to go hang out at bars oh darn yeah oh darn and we're just gonna have to start leaving some cards there or go to every starbucks in town that would be miserable i would hate to have to do that <laughs> yeah I, I would too and we just have to make sure our demographic has uh the eyesight and vision to be able to read the small writing on those cards mm -hmm. oh we could go to barnes and noble walk around <gasps> the bookstore and leave them in books or something that'd be good yeah, I actually, that's funny because I actually did think of that. But then I was thinking, you go up to the register to pay and they open the cover of the book and out keeps dropping these cards. They're going to be like, will you stop coming in here? We have to put it like in the middle of the book. Okay, that's that's fine. We can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. We'll have to do that in these hot shifter romance books. Mm -hmm. Go to the romance aisles and throw a bunch of cards in there. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, I got to go get ready for the dentist. I hate it. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Have it fun. It is terrible. Yeah, I will. Okay. All right. All right, babe. All right. Well, you have a fabulous day. All right, you too. Good luck at the All dentist. Right. Thanks, honey. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.